0: I say blue my love my Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothband back in the chair. And a reminder that we're now broadcasting twice a week, thanks to our sponsors Ladbrokes. Uh, one time to review the weekend's game and the second, of course, to preview the following fixture. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Bet £5, get £20. If you deposit £5, Ladbrokes will add another £20 to your account. You can get this offer by following the link at bet.citypodcast.net. And to help me look back at our first win of the season, I've got three guests. The ever-popular Lisa Rabinowitz. Hello. The ever-youthful Joe Doherty. Hello. And the ever-middle-aged balding olgit Paul Denby.
3: I'm just leaving now.
0: Listen, looking back on Saturday at the Amex, I've read two different versions of the game. So I'm going to give them both and then we can comment. The first one is, we struggled to break down Brighton. A bit like last season, lots of missed chances. Uh, Defensively not very convincing, but we got through. was one account I read. Second was, great performance against 11 men behind the ball, loads of possession, ground them down, was never in doubt. Which is the more accurate Joe?
1: Uh, the latter I would say. The uh that that sort of game in the past we've struggled in a lot. We've used to struggle against the teams that will put eleven behind the ball. You know, that, I feel under Pellegrini certainly that game would have finished nil nil and quite possibly last year as well, but we persevered, we took our chance when it came and I think once we'd scored it was never in doubt that we were gonna win.
0: But it was 70 minutes or thereabouts and we'd missed, you know, there were feelings of deja vu uh, in terms of last season where we missed chances. And even, you say Pellegrini, but even last season there were games like that where we had 70 odd percent possession, missed chances that we should have probably taken and ended up drawing those games.
1: I think you're right, but I think one, a bit of perspective people need to look at is people talk like Brighton just because they've just come up is one of the easier games. That's not true at all. For us, the easiest sort of games are teams that are nowhere near as good as us, but try and play us at football. Those are the games that we look at and think, right, we could really hit this lot for like four or five. It's not your Brightons, because they're going to make it difficult for us. Same reason we've always struggled against the likes of Stoke and Sunderland in the past.
0: But, but Lisa, we, we should be beating Brighton. We should be beating Brighton 2 th- 3, three four, four nil. It, was, it was a struggle for 70 minutes, some would argue.
2: Well, I would argue it was. I would argue that the two reports of the match you gave, I would take the, the beginning bit of the first one, and not the and the and and part of the second one. I, I don't understand where the bad defensive, display, unconvincing defensive display part came from. That didn't make any sense to me. But I was still a little bit disappointed to see we had no, we didn't seem to have any idea how to break down a ten man wall. Yeah. Um, I know it's early. I'm not like I'm not going to stop getting hypercritical after one match. I don't believe that it's fair to say we should be beating Brighton four nil. Well, maybe on paper we should be, but they've just been promoted. They were definitely going to put ten men behind the ball. The last thing they want the first match up is to be hammered six nil at home. I think that's always going to be a difficult match to play. Newly promoted side at their home ground. So we won it, and I'm happy with that. But. And Afterwards, when Pep said, we need to learn how to play all these types of games, I was really kind to him last season. I thought, he's got, he's got to learn about the Premier League. We did well considering everything. Now, I'm not going to be kind anymore. I don't want to hear him saying that every week. He should know by now. This is what we're going to face. And what Joe said, yes, we can play well against the teams that will let us play football. There are not going to be many of those that we come up against. Most people are going to put 10 men behind the ball against us, home and away.
0: I mean, it shouldn't be been a surprise, should it, really, that there were 10 men behind the ball. And, uh, and at 69 minutes, we, were you concerned?
3: A little, but before the fixtures came out, I spoke to my boys about it, and we said, which game would we not want as the first game of the season? And it was something like Brighton or Huddersfield away. Their first game, I remember Cardiff a couple of seasons ago, that's about the second or third game of the season, and we, we lost because they're really motivated, they're really up for it, and they're going to be tough to break down because they will stick 10 men behind the ball, 11 men at times, and effectively just try and hit us on the break. Fortunately, they didn't really hit us on the break. They didn't have the power to do it. I don't quite get the comment about the defensive display. There was only one incident, I think, where the keeper got, there was a minor mix-up. He flapped it a little bit, but the defender got in his way, and it got cleared fairly quickly, and it, nothing really happened. That was the only bit of defensive issue that I saw in the whole game. The rest of it, it was men against boys to some extent, and it was just breaking them down. I honestly believe where we're at now is where we have been in the past, whereby they get physically and mentally drained. It was a mistake. There were two mistakes, effectively. Mm. The first mistake led to the first goal, when mm. De Bruyne robbed him in midfield, and that we broke very, very quickly. Quick ball to silver, quick ball to Aguero, goal. And then the own goal was just... It's just one of those things, isn't it? Aguero should have scored the earlier one when he missed it badly. And we, but we are creating chances. Jesus, the handball that went in, a bit unlucky. It, it was just, that's just life.
0: His, I, I he, would, his header should have, should have scored. He was a yard out. Yeah, it well, opened he did the goal. right
3: thing, more or less, and the keeper just put his hand back. You're not going to score every one of those... If you're creating the chances, if you create four or five very good chances in a game and miss all of them, that's a big issue.
0: And, Lisa, I know it was a huge criticism of yours, I think quite rightly, last season. And we touched on it with Joe about this whole situation of not taking our chances. Mm. And it wasn't actually our defensive errors or our ageing defenders that was our problem. It was not taking those chances in key games. Yeah. Um, are you kind of convinced by the strike force that we've got? So did you like the idea of so Jesus and Aguero playing together? And you've already made the point. This is the first game, of course. I know we're yeah. only reviewing one game, but it, listen, otherwise we wouldn't have a show, would we? So, so let's just go with it for, for a moment. So yeah. that, that Jesus-Aguero partnership, and is that, do you like that? Is, is that something you can see working over time?
2: Yes, I can. I just I think we were lacking, some, I actually think we were lacking something in midfield. It just felt a bit stagnant at times. I don't, it didn't feel like... Yeah, um, we weren't going... Um, I was expecting a bit more from Danilo. I think maybe that's just because of what I'd seen. And some But then again, what I'd seen pre-season, we were playing against teams that let us play football. So yeah. it's not comparing like with like... I think we just... Now... Yes, I still think it is. I I believe last season that our bigger problem was not taking our chances. Obviously, having a a poorer defence behind us meant that when you don't take your chances, someone can hit you on the break and punish you. That shouldn't happen as much this season now, hopefully, because we have got a better defence. But then we have to make more. We still have to take our chances and hopefully having when we when everyone is fit and we have all the squad available we should have the ability to say in a game like that against I would have preferred to see Torre for example playing in in that game I think he would have been a better person to start than Fernandinho in that particular match but I think we just have to utilize the squad better I'm a little bit concerned about playing Sané as a wing back because I think that kind of wastes him but that's probably another discussion for later on in the season but um uh, yeah, I I I do think Pep is right. I still think we we probably do need to bring in someone else who we know will score a decent number of goals in a season.
0: What are your views about the strike force Joe?
1: I think they look very good together on paper. I thought at the back end of last season they were playing together a bit and they and they were some of our better performances, certainly that one at Watford last game of the season. They mm. looked very good together. I think it it just needs time to work on it. It's probably not very, it's probably a bit unsettling all this Sanchez talk for mm. them because they're probably thinking, oh, which one of us is on the way out because you got Jesus isn't as experienced. But then you look Aguero, you know, last year he lost his place to him. So I'm not really sure. I think it was a good point about the midfield, though. I agree that um, Torre would have certainly been the one more likely than Fernandinho to break down a packed defence like that. And I also thought Silver and De Bruyne, yes, for the goal, the first goal, they both did very well. But I think there was something a bit lacking in both of them. I wasn't really sure that they were quite on their game. I mean, we've obviously seen them both play a lot better than that. But I do think that was arguably one of De Bruyne's worst games for us as well.
0: He, he made the first goal, I suppose you could argue, and you made the point already, Paul, didn't you? And he's uh, taking on what Lisa said about first, first game and all that jazz. What, what impressed you? Let's turn this round. We, we won a difficult fixture. Let's turn it into the positive things. What, what, what was it that you enjoyed? What was any of the new players, for example, stand out for you in particular?
3: I guess that the, the new players, I mean, Danilo played clearly a walk. Walker had a very good game. I thought he was probably the star player, I think, a few uh, Pundits rated his performance I, I did as well He looked, he got up and down very quickly uh, Danilo wasn't quite there I don't think uh, in, On that performance He would played very well in the pre
0: That I've, I've seen um, Can you imagine if we'd bought Spurs' first choice right back What he'd be like
3: which is, uh, you mean our uh, Ex-player Trippier Exactly the other Kyle Walker That plays for no, Tottenham No, no,
0: no <laughs> I meant Trippier tri- You know, Trippier by, by all the case he's well, meant, Spurs be- fans,
3: He's the best uh, Right-back they've ever had Exactly But never mind that Complete nonsense Yeah, so, really wa- the
1: best one We've had as well
0: then. <laughs> <laughs> But Walker was, Walker was was Outstanding, wasn't he? And he has been pre-season yeah. huh? We can't you know, We can't take much About that really Because that's all Sort of, you know Beach football really But but he's looked good Hasn't he since he's come in
1: I think he's playing In a position that Really suits him as well And i I think that formation, in a way... I mean, obviously, I'm more than happy to see the back of him, and I know you are as well, Lisa, but that is a formation that would have been more likely to suit the likes of Kolarov. Your full-backs were better going forward than... and I think we know, having watched Spurs in England for a few years, that Walker... Is one of the best attacking fullbacks in the league. But if you really put a lot of pressure on him for 90 minutes, he can be forced into mistakes. He could be caught out of position. But if he's playing as a right wing back, he, yes, he does come back and help, and he's good at that. But his one of his main priorities is getting forward. And if he is out of position, because we've got three centre backs, Company or Stones or Otamendi to go out and cover for him, and all three of them are good defenders. So I'm, I'm happy with him playing in that position.
0: I wasn't going to mention the K-word with Lisa here, but you've done it now. but well, I have to. But it's got to be done. But the the three at the back and the wing-backs, that's something that you you enjoy seeing that, do you? That, that works for you, does it, with, with the improvement, the upgrade that we without mentioning names, obviously we've, <laughs> we've upgraded those full-backs, haven't we? Yes, Let's be honest.
2: definitely, and I look forward to seeing Mendy playing as well, or Mondy. I don't know how I'm supposed Mendy. to pronouncing that.
1: Imagine he was in a bit of deep water, wasn't he, with that tweet. Oh, that's a load of
2: nonsense. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I. but we're not going to be able to play that every week we, because we just, not with the, the only three centre-backs we've got, we've got to play them, especially... We've got We're not, not going to be playing 60 games. Excuse so.
0: me, you said we haven't got any... We have Mangala. I know, okay. we we've, we've got Tosin.
2: Yes, we could have it will Evans. be interesting to see whether he... It look, I mean, clearly from pre-season and first game of the season, it looks like he wants to play that formation, but it'll be interesting to see whether that's where we play every week.
0: You might miss what Joe said. What Joe least. said we might have Johnny Evans as well. Yeah, you, I'm you just glossing
1: over, over the that. The yeah? He was well. He was Man, the, the reason. We, for us. Yeah. Why, yeah. why, why you, what,
0: is this just? Is this just paper? Or I, I,
3: I hope it is. I, to just come back to your point about three at the back. Yeah. Th- three three central defenders. I hope he changes it. The reason I hope he changes it because we need some overlapping and some width. When when we play with wing backs, you just got the wing backs going forward. Mm. What I think we need occasionally in some matches is two central defenders, the wing backs, and you need Sane and or Sterling playing proper old fashioned wing. Proper old fashioned wing yeah. What we tend to lack was the capability of getting behind the defence to get across. We've got a couple in, yeah. but I can see it with either Danilo or Mendy or Walker, with a Sterling or a Sane, with the overlaps coming through, Silva, De Bruyne, th- threading the ball through. That's where we will look dangerous, and it's a matter of adapting the team. When he does have that, he might not be able to have both Aguero and Jesus on the park at the same time, but that's what we've got a squad for. You've also got Bernardo Silva to come in. You've got loads of players who are capable of just murdering teams if we get it right yep.
1: I agree and I think that in a game like that where you're going to struggle to break someone down that probably is the formation that you want to play because you know those Brighton fullbacks like you said were only really di- well in fact they had two because they had the wingers tracking back as well doubling up and it made it very I mean we criticised Danilo and I, and yes I think that he was a bit too easy to get it on his right foot. And you sort of think, if you're that versatile, you should be able to use your left foot and everything. But in his defence, I mean, this is again, why I think Walker played so well, is they were all being doubled up on. Whereas there are going to be games where we need to attack their full backs. Like if you're the left back for Brighton and you see Walker and Sterling or... Whatever, or Sane and Mendy or Danilo running at you, you are not thinking this is a cakewalk, we can help these out. And I agree, I think that's what we should have done.
0: I mean, one of you said earlier on, we need probably another striker. I think it was, was it Ulysses you, mm-hmm. you sort of talked about maybe another striker. But... You think of sort of the, the options that we've now got. You know, we, we've strengthened... I'm going to come on to the goalkeeper in a second, incidentally, but we'll come back to that. You know, we've strengthened the fullbacks. Um, we have got fantastic firepower going forward. We've got an amazing midfield. Uh, we've now got sort of Better fullbacks and so on, where do you think the weaknesses are Is, is it just a striker that we need? Do you think we need a, you 've mentioned maybe another center back even though i 've mentioned some mangala and tosin and, and just sort of correcting yeah. you saying we we 've got nobody do you, do you think there's there's still room for two more or, or is or is midfield is it kind of is it that spine? Do we need another center back i 'm answering my own question here <laughs> center back <laughs> another midfielder and then another striker is that kind of still your wish list
2: yeah, yes and no. I think it becomes very difficult because to get a player of the quality we'd want but not be playing them all the time is going to be very difficult I think that if I if we could if we knew that we could rely on our midfielders to score more goals than they did last season then I don't think that we don't need to have this conversation about whether we need anyone else up front and if we can get Silva and De Bruyne and Sterling and Sané all scoring goals then it's irrelevant but that didn't happen as much as I would have liked it to last season. I think that's where the question mark comes in. And also then, what if Aguero and or Jesus get injured? And I know you don't want to be thinking like that, but it happens. And then what? And then we're like, oh, we've got nobody because we've let Iheanacho go and Bonnie's going to Swansea. And I know we're all going to miss Bonnie very much. So, um, you know, do, do I think, but I actually think, I know I said maybe we need another striker, but I actually think probably the bigger The more important point is to get another central defender.
0: Would you agree with that, Paul?
3: Yeah, Mangala's going. He's he's not Pep's cup of tea. He's not most people's cup of tea, to be quite honest. Um, Mrs.
0: Mangala quite likes him.
3: I'm sure she does. She doesn't. uh, How do you You know that? You've got a good authority. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, um, Tosin doesn't quite look ready for it yet. do we need a fourth? If you're going to play three at the back regularly, you need a fourth one there because as soon as one gets injured, you can't play three at the back. It's simple yeah. logic there. Therefore, he should be. He, he probably is looking for somebody. The problem of looking for somebody is getting some of the right quality to, that, that we can buy to bring in who's going to sit on the bench more often than not because... They're not going to, you're not going to get a top-class international who's going to be prepared to say, OK, I'll just sit on the bench. You'd even and have that, to wonder
2: why Johnny Evans would want to do that, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, he, like, he's, he'll
3: get into a lot of mid-table, lower-mid-table Premier Division teams. So why would he want to just sit on the bench with us? Hopefully he won't, and hopefully we don't <laughs> get him. So I'm not that one. Um, as regards a striker, Sanchez is a real strange one because I can't understand how having Sanchez in there as well, that would mean three world-class strikers, top-class people, with Sane, Sterling, Silva, whatever we think of it, each of those players, Silvers times two, behind them. I mean, I just can't think how it would all fit in, keep them all happy. And That's not my job. If we got him, I think it's fantastic, but I can't quite see how it would work. And Mbappe, blimey.
0: That's all gone a bit quiet, hasn't it? Or is that um, you, you, you've got your finger on, finger on the pulse here, Joe. What's happening with him? Then? I think
1: Mbappe's gone PSG. That they need to make a statement this year after they were humiliatingly not didn't win the title for the first time in what's pretty much a one team league. You know that's why they've gone and bought Neymar. But in terms of us, uh, yes, we need a centre back because Mangala's crap and Tosin is not a Pep player. He, he's not good on the ball. He's a He'd have been a great Mancini defender, but not a great Guardiola defender. With regards to a striker, if we were to get another one, I'd ru- I don't see the point of getting a Sanchez as good as he is, because he is another Aguero. We'd need, if anything, I would I know they're not really Pep sort of players, but in terms of a plan B, I wouldn't mind another Jacko coming in. You know, there are going to be games like that with teams who have better defences than Brighton. Sometimes you just need to whip a corner or a free kick and get someone on the end of it, and... We could really, do, like, I watched the Arsenal game at the weekend, and Giroud just comes off and gets the winner. We could do with a Giroud in our squad,
0: and sort of from a midfield point of view, is that kind of what? what where's it, we've got in that sort of holding role? We've got Yaya, and um, we've got
1: Yaya Fernandinho and Gundawan, Whereas in attacking midfield, we've got the two Silvers, and then we've got. I think we're fine in midfield, personally.
0: Yeah. I said I'd come back to the keeper, um, which I'm going to do. Um, are you convinced? I don't know. don't tell me it's only one game. I know that. Uh, are you convinced by our new keeper? He flapped a bit of one, didn't he? Which you know you don't want to see that in your mm. keeper.
2: He's. Good. I'm sure he'll flap it more. He looks more of a presence at least than. I mean, I I was never an, an as anti Bravo as others, but um, <laughs> clearly oh. he is. He is much more of a a presence than than Bravo was. He at least looks like he's making an effort to put players off whereas Bravo kind of just stood there and waited for things to happen so yeah he looks look he looks right, and I'm willing to wait and see
1: we say it's only one game but Bravo took one game to show us what he was all about last season himself so I, I yeah I certainly think he's probably better than Bravo I think his distribution is just as good and plus because we've seen some of those goal kicks he can take that can lead to something as happened in the pre-season game against Tottenham. Yeah, I think the main thing is, is I agree with you, Lisa, is that he's a presence. So, like, teams are going to... like People would run at us when Hart was in goal and he'd make himself big and that would put them off. Against, I remember that Chelsea game last year. They'd run at Bravo and he just looked so small for all three of those goals. I don't think Edison will in the same way. Do
0: you like the look of
3: Edison? I think I've got to reserve judgment. To be quite honest, as Joe said in his, in, in Bravo's first game at uh, the Swamp, he looked terrible. He gave away the goal and looked very nervous thereafter. Um, whereas Edson looked at, looked okay. I'm not praising him greatly. He was in the two of the three presence games that I saw. He played well against Madrid and against Tottenham. He, he had good games. He was at fault. Uh, I didn't see the goal live. The, the one against uh, that red team. Uh, He was a little bit at fault for that film, but that's his first game. I'm reserving judgment. Give the guy five to ten games, then I'll come back. Ask me in a couple of months' time, and I promise I'll give you an answer.
0: All right, well, listen, let's take a quick break, and we'll be straight back after this. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Welcome back. Uh, Joe, can I just come to you and, and sort of start talking about some of the youngsters? Uh, we've we've had uh, last season, we had what Brandon Barker was seen as kind of the next best thing. I think one of the young players that has come through, of course, is Phil Foden, who's now in the Premier League squad. He was named as a substitute. So he's not just there to, to carry the water. He's there definitely as one of a key squad player. Do you think, what's your thoughts about, Pep and young players is he going to use these guys regularly, or are they just kind of making up the numbers until some of these big money buys come in?
1: Well, I think with Barker and and Foden, the whole thing is a lot of fans want them to make it because not only are they young English players they're also Manx as well so but I guess the talk might have died down a bit about Barker because I think one of the main reasons we all liked him was because where he's from, and now we've got Foden to do that that I mean Having watched pre-season, I think that the most impressive young player we've got is Brahim Diaz by a long way. I there are players who could do with maybe another year, the likes of Patrick Roberts and Maffeo Obviously, played last night in the friendly, looked quite good. I think that um, unlike previous managers who were told you've just got to win things, I don't care how we do it. Pep's the first manager who's there as a not as an interim, but as Of someone to lead the project I just think when it comes to young players and Pep we've just got to be patient I don't think we can expect him to throw in like all these talented youngsters in straight away he's got to establish a formation and a way of playing that works and to an extent it helps us win some trophies and then he can start like integrating the younger players in
0: and we all know the pressure that, that managers are under, Paul. You know, it, it's difficult, isn't it, for them? They've got these multi-million-pound world stars, and they've got y- young Stockport lads who are um, sort of looking to break into the game. It, it's it's a difficult choice, isn't it?
3: It's a difficult choice, and the question comes back: is if they are good enough, play them. If Foden is good enough and Diaz is good enough, get them in. The uh, as he showed at the weekend, he's put him in the squad, got him on the bench. And if the opportunity arises, get him on the pitch. Get him some game time. Let him show what he can do against Premier Division defences. Even if you just give him 15 minutes at the end of a game when we're 3-0 up, hopefully, in many ma- matches, that's how you give the players the opportunity to, to show what they can do. It's great in friendlies where they can dance around the pitch and do their fancy bits. When they're getting clobbered by some great big centre-half or or right-back... Uh, because they're just going to lay into them and show them this is what the Premier League's all about, lad. That, that's when it's going to really show. Uh, and it does, because you read uh, books about what players do, the more mature players do to the younger players when they first come on the scene. I mean, certain players have said, yeah, that's what we do. We, we kick them hard to let them know that this is the Premier League and this is you're not going to just get it easy, as you might have seen in other games. So they've got to be tested and they've got to prove that they can play. Once they do that,
0: play them as as often as you can. I mean, it is it is exciting, isn't it, having these names being banded around now? I mean, Joe's mentioned we've got we've got Diaz, we've got Foden, we've got Maffeo, we've got Patrick Roberts, you know, all these guys who are kind of well. I think Maffeo's gone off to uh, the people we played last night. And you pronounce it how again, Joe? Please, Girona. <laughs> that's not what you said before we came on air. Um, so, uh, your your thoughts, Lisa? Before we move off these youngsters, any 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 reflections that that these two's haven't said?
2: Not not much more. I think just adding to what they've said. It's it's difficult because. Pep, whilst he is the person leading this project, there is still an expectation on him that he's going to win multiple things. So we can't expect that he's just going to throw all these youngsters into the team. He hasn't got the luxury of being able to do that. You know, if the expectation is we'll finish in the top six, then he'd be able to do that. He can't.
0: Can we look forward then, Lisa, to, to the end of the season now? You know, we're one game in now, so we've got a huge... We've seen all the teams play now. Yeah, City have had one game Let's just look forward and, and what it might look like And we've got the Champions League We've got the Premier League And a couple of cups Give us your predictions then Fast forwarding to The end of the season so Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the Premier League?
2: No, I think we'll win the Checker Trade Trophy No, I'm kidding We only just got three um, I know, I'm joking um, <laughs> Oh my gosh Okay, Bantam's the Premier next. League um, Can't believe I'm going to say this It's going to be between us and United
0: and you've got to, don't sit on the fence. Don't sit on the fence. We're, we're, who's going to win it? Right, Joe, while Lisa thinks about that, the question's clearly far too difficult for her. Shall you know f-
2: what my answer's going to be, because I didn't answer straight away.
0: Oh, dear. Really, do you think the Reds are going to do it? I think they might. Oh, dear. Lisa, I don't think we'll have you back on. Uh, Joe, your well, thoughts, then? Uh, it's
1: going to be between us, United, and Chelsea will sort themselves out. I, I'm, I'm sure they will. They're too good to play the way they did at not the
0: Huddersfield Town who are top at the moment why are you discounting United them are top, aren't they? I, well I, don't, I always discount them anyway in any conversation uh,
1: Huddersfield Town the, I think they'll come second yeah. um, I yes. think we I certainly have more confidence that we can win it this season than I have for any of the previous three seasons but it's it's early days I mean
0: I know it is I'm asking you what your prediction is stop stop all right, bullshitting
1: we'll come, me we'll come second on goal difference to who to Chelsea
0: okay <laughs> Right, Stato. Come on. You've worked. You've, I know you have got your spreadsheet out. You've, you've already worked it out. I I've know.
3: calculated the next thirty-seven <laughs> games, and it's. <laughs> it's we should win it. We've got. You, you, I'll use the name United. Are their first eleven is a good team. I'm not. Not pretending they're not. They've got a good defensive uh, lineup, and they've got a better defensive midfield. But their squad is not as strong as ours, and that's where I think we can get them this season. I think ours is a stronger squad. And that's the important piece. Because we all know, as you get into November, December, you start getting your injuries, your suspensions in the new year. That's where we'll be able to prove that we can bring in Bernardo Silva for David Silva. You can play with Sane on the left, you bring got Mendy. You've got all these options. And I don't think our rivals have got as many options as we've got. I think it will be close. I think if we're not challenging this season, that will be very, very disappointing. Mm. If we finish runners-up to a team that just manages to pip us... I won't be tragically upset, but we've got to be challenged. We can't be 14 points, I think we were, behind Mm. last season. We can't be like that this season. We've got to be there or thereabouts, and I think we'll just about get there. And what about...
2: Oh, go on, sorry. sorry, Can I just throw in there the team that everyone... Who I hate, but who everyone forgets every season and says they won't be there, but have been for the past two seasons. Spurs will be there again. Even, when, even
1: just with say them, Wembley.
0: I think they enough. All that lack of investment. Well, Wembley
2: wrong. might impact them. Yes, they have yeah. got a lack of investment, Good but the only. T- t- I, I, I don't know what's going on at Chelsea. If they don't sort themselves out, I think it'll, the, the top three will be us United and Spurs.
1: Okay. All right. What about but. Arsenal? Sorry. Liverpool? <laughs> no. No, no one's saying anything right? No. no. I have to say, I'm not worried about. Arsenal or Liverpool This season And I'm not that worried About Spurs to be honest I just don't think they're stru- Their squad's strong enough I'm not
2: worried about them But I think they'll be up, up there I think they'll finish yeah. In
1: the top four Yeah but...
0: So I don't think they will I think they overperformed Last season And they haven't invested I think they're going to Are we gonna... allowed to ask the chair Then who he thinks Is going to win I think we will win All right Absolutely no question.
1: I, I actually do. It's just you.
0: By November. It. We'll have won it by November.
3: That was mathematically impossible. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I'd it's like time. to
1: put it to the question, though, because obviously, Paul, you said we were 14 points behind it. Have we ever had a season where we've not won it, but actually it's been okay and we've been pretty close to it? Because I feel like every year we've come second or third, or basically every year since we've won the title, if we haven't won it, we've been miles behind.
0: Well, Stato's the one to answer that question. Yeah,
3: we have, you're right. We, we've never been a close second. But When we lost it in 13, we were I can't remember, 10 points behind uh, the team in red. When we lost it in 15 to Chelsea and 16 to Leicester, we were, we're quite a long way behind. Mm. So, no, we've never come a close
1: second. I mean, a part of me would almost... Obviously, I'd rather we won it, but if we are if we don't and someone just is better than us on, in the year, I'd like to see us at least come out of a season where we can go, well, let's... There's nothing to be ashamed of. It's not our fault we didn't win it.
3: Can I All tell right. you the last time we came a close second very quickly in 1977?
0: Just a bit of stats. Well, that was, that was actually the one I was thinking of. That you <laughs> had, Was that to Liverpool? Liverpool. Yeah, exactly. So we won that, it by one point. That was the one that exa- exactly yeah. came to my mind as well. Uh, OK, so before we go then, finally, we won't do the FA Cup and the League Cup and the Czech Trade Trophy, <laughs> whatever it's called. We're going to do the Champions League very quickly. I just want oh. kind of a, a one word, or not one word, what round or will we win it? Win it, semi-finals. What, Lisa Rabinowitz, Champions League, Manchester City, this season, where will, how will we do? Final. We'll get to the final, but not win it? Yeah, oh, we'll okay. lose the final. Semis. Semis? Semis. I'm going semis as well. What a pleasure to have my three guests, Lisa, Joe and Paul. Thank you very much. This is Nigel Rothman saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all very soon. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at thewhistleblowers.net. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone
1: Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203 817 4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com
0: to find out how. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network. This
3: is the story of the one.